now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you call all this conversation. Always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. Welcome to the Vagistine Podcast, where we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. Today, I have the awesome, <laughs> amazing Sydney on with us. How's it going, Sydney? It's going absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, for having me. It's going great, um, and I'm happy to be here. Yay! Awesome, awesome, awesome. So. I have Sydney on today because I found an amazing article um, from her website, um, kundalinikak.com, and um, she's having a 27th birthday party bash, unlike any other 27th birthday party bash I've ever heard about. So I've been seeing it posted and reposted on social media, so I wanted to learn more about you, learn more about this party, definitely pick your brain a little bit, and I'm so glad that you're here today with us. Oh, no problem asking anything. <laughs> I'm glad y'all reached out. I love, what, I love what y'all are doing. I mean, you sent me the email, and you wrote, you know, a pretty elaborate email, and I read all of it, and I think it's, um, I, I think it's really wonderful what you're trying to do, and I love the name of your podcast. So I saw it's pronounced Kundalini Cock. Um, mm-hmm. And so, can you just tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, and everything that you want to share with us? Well, well, shit. Where do I start? Well, uh, I'm just Sydney Green. I'm from Louisiana uh, originally, uh, from Monroe, Louisiana. Um, I have the best mommy and daddy in the world. Um, I have, you know, I just grew up, you know, with a lot of love. Um, I grew up, I did not grow up in the church, which I think is main, one of the main reasons I'm as happy as I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, um, the, what's I getting ready to say? Uh, I am uh, a Pisces. I've, I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I've been fired from every job I've ever had in my life. Everyone. Uh, I got fired from McDonald's, all the way from New Chris. I've got fired from all of them. So I knew very, at a very young age, I had to work for myself. And so I've been doing that, you know, for a while. It took me a minute to, to get it together, but, you know, I finally did. And so, you know, life is good. Um, uh, and I'm glad you got the pronunciation for Kudalini Cock right. Nobody usually gets that right. They always I'm, say something else. I'm a professional. Cool. I knew that was <laughs> going to happen when I decided to name it that. So I'm not offended. Um, but it's definitely, you know, cock is definitely, you know, it's de- uh, uh, cock is definitely dick. You know what I'm saying? It's a Kudalini dick. You know what I'm saying? Like that dick that really energizes um, your life and uh, clears, cleanses your auras and aligns your chakras and gives you uh, past life access and all that. So that's kind of dick we want up in here. So that's what that brand was about. Um, so I don't know if you want some more, but that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> no, that works. So with Kundalini Cock, I see that you're also the CEO of Total Lip Service, which is the world's first Phone Sex Academy. So is that, does Kundalini Cock, um, is like that, is that the umbrella and then the Phone Sex Academy goes underneath of that or they're just two separate things that just make up some of your, some of your businesses? Well, no, that's that's completely separate. Okay. Total Lip Service is actually founded by me and my best friend, uh, Stephanie Cathcart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been best friends for, you know, 13 years, 12, 13 years. Since I met her when I was 14 years old, so I'm been about to be 27. So, um, um, so, you know, we've been in business together for, uh, we started that company, what, um, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So that, okay, so first came Total Liberation, which was the blog that I had where I talked about having three boyfriends at once and they all knew about each other. That was taking up traction and things like that back in like 2014. Mm-hmm. So then we had the total lip service. So, you know, that the total there is sort of there. But total liberation and cooling the cock are kind of my entities, mine alone. Mm-hmm. And then total lip service is I'm actually the co-CEO of that with my best friend Stephanie Cascard. So those are kind of two different uh, companies and umbrellas or whatever. But I guess the umbrella is things that Sydney Green, it has founded 
that's under that umbrella, but in, uh, you know, uh, have, has a part of founding because I didn't found it alone, but I think that uh, that's what it is. So that's not the same thing, but both have my name on LFC, all of those. Okay, cool. Awesome. So getting into this party that seems to be sweeping social media, when is your, when's your birthday? Is it this week? It's March 19th. That's the actual birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you notice on the invitation it says midnight is when uh, the actual party starts. So that's when I actually turn, you know, 27. So that's when all the freaky stuff will start happening. (laughs) Yeah. you know, it's dope. You know, the party started out as just me gonna be uh, a certain swinger club in the Atlanta area. You know, reached out to me by way of a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put me in contact with the with the with the movers and shakers of this club because I was already I've always been known for the past you know year or so. I've been really known on social media for being very forward and speaking very openly about sexuality. Mm-hmm. And um, and I feel like. Um, uh, that's why I got that. So he, he was just like, well, come in on a Sunday night. We want help getting our Sunday nights where we want him to be. So just come on in and let's discuss it. So we talked about I was going to have a birthday party there, but it turns out that that wasn't going to work out. So I knew I needed to take it uh, to a private location. And so we had two locations sell out. Uh, first, the first location sold out, then the second one sold out. So we mm-hmm. moved this event. Y'all would never know what happens on, on, on what really goes down to make the event happen if you never plan an event and all the things that are moved around as you, you, the crowd grows. Mm-hmm. We just have to shut off sales at, at this event that we're at now. But um, that's how the event kind of came along. And a lot of people say, well, why would you want to have any a swingers party thing for that? Yeah. Well, because I like sex. I like watching. I'm a warrior. Um, I like porn. I have a porn addiction sometimes. I mean, sometimes I'll be having porn problems and Every now and then, I can't help myself. I'm always looking at porn. I go through weeks looking at strange porn. It's <laughs> very strange. Um, it's not right. I mean, looking at, you know, little 18-year-old girls getting beat down by these mm. old hags. All of this. I really like strange porn. Everybody knows I like strange porn. And so that means I'm a voyeur. And yeah. I went to the ABN, you know, uh, with uh, uh, this year. Me and my business partner uh, went on a total lip service business trip to ABN. Uh, and so porn and voyeurism has been a part of my life for a very long time. I mean, I'm always sneaking in and watching my friends when they're having sex. They don't know. Plenty of people that come to my house think they're being private with their man, and they're not. I'm up there sneaking and looking, trying to see if I can put a mirror under the door. I'm doing all kinds of things to watch my friends while they're having sex. I'm definitely a creep. So, therefore, I like to watch people have sex. So, that's why I was intrigued by the whole swinger thing. Because when you're swinging and you're couple swapping and you're just in places like that, you get to see, you get to definitely see people doing things. Definitely. So I wanted to look at that, and that was great. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm a big kid, so uh, the summer party aspect was really I want to reconnect people with their childhood, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, when you were kids, you were carefree, you weren't worried about bills, you were having fun, you didn't have any sexual shame, you didn't cover up your body when you, you know, you know, you didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you were really carefree. And I think children are really blessed beings until until grown-ups come and tell them what they can and can't do and make them feel bad about their bodies. It's a lot of women, a lot of mothers, well-meaning mothers mm-hmm. that make their daughters feel, uh, you know, well-meaning parents that make their children feel like their genitals are disgusting mm-hmm. and nasty. They shouldn't be touched. They shouldn't be explored. You know, you just need to hide that and, and you know, that's nasty. I've heard so, I've overheard so many crazy conversations that, that, that parents have with their children about that. And you have to understand how that's interpreted. I mean, a little girl can interpret that as my body is nasty. Right. You know, flooring my vagina is nasty. I should never touch it. I should never even, you know, you know, so it just can be really, really, really bad. Now, I'm not saying you should go tell your kids to flash their vaginas everywhere. That's not what I'm trying to say. But it's got to be a way that we can encourage. Absolutely. Uh, you know, little girls, little boys, you know, to, of course, not go and get arrested for public indecency, but at the same time, not to be ashamed of their body. Absolutely. you got to find that line. And I feel like my mama, who I love more than anything in this world, found that line. I was able to really talk to my mama about anything when it was time for me to have sex. You know, my mom was no idiot. I mean, people, it's this taboo thing around sex. People think people are going to stay virgins forever. Mm-hmm. You did just why you have kids. You clearly want a virgin forever, <laughs> and you probably had the kids at a young age. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be typical, but you had a kid whenever you had a kid, and mm-hmm. you had sex to get it. So naturally, your kid's going to have sex, too. So it's something that's going to go down. So my mama presented uh, something. You know, she just told me and my sister, whenever y'all are ready, 
we had these conversations at different times because me and my sister are seven years apart. But mm-hmm. he pretty much said, whenever you are ready to have sex, let me know so that I can put you on some birth control. So it was just a very comfortable household to talk talk to my mother, someone I knew loved me about my sexuality without feeling shamed. So I didn't grow up with a lot of sexual shame. I didn't grow up with thinking my body was horrible or dirty or anything like that. But some kind of way, my mama found a way to make me feel, make me selective, but yet not ashamed. And I feel like nobody... No, parents need to really take care from my mama because she did a great job with two of her daughters. Yeah. Both of us are, yeah, both, yeah, both of us are STD free. You know, neither one of us have, no, one of us have any kids that we accidentally had. Now, nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. But I'm saying we, we didn't get, get, we didn't have kids at 14 to 15. We didn't, we didn't do any of that because we had a safe place to go and talk to. I could talk to my mommy about it. So, so why, you know, so- I don't know. I noticed that you brought that up earlier with your, with your parents and not growing up in the church. What kind of invite, like, do you think they did that intentionally to like to just create an open environment for you all, or was it just kind of like were your parents did your parents have strict parents themselves, and then they decided when they became parents they were going to make sure that they had an open and welcoming household and what and what is that like because a lot of us don't have that, so how do you think that she kind of set that? I guess kind of set that environment, both, you know, your mom and your dad for both of you to feel comfortable. And, that, and, and, you know, especially I'm interested in the being selective thing. Um, I find that pretty interesting as well. So, um, I feel like my mama did something that most parents just don't even understand. My mama did a wonderful job at being our friend and our parent. Mm-hmm. Most people try to be, and it gets crazy because in my, in my family, I have ex- both extremes. I have an auntie that was too damn strict, beating people's asses and shit. Every, you couldn't do nothing without getting a whooping. And then you had the other one that was way too lax. You know, you could do whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you know, So my mama found to have a medium with that. And I really feel like my mama, we could talk to her, but at the same time, we would never disrespect her. She found a way to find that balance. And so my mama was absolutely wonderful, wonderful for that. I mean, mm-hmm. I really had the best mother in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was designed for unconditional love. Wow. Can I get emotional talk about my mama so, because I really love my mama. Mm-hmm. And she, she supports everything. You know, she really, really supports everything that I do. Now she, Every now and then, you know, she, you know, she sometimes wish I would be more discreet. I'm a little <laughs> more open than she probably would want, but she still loves me unconditionally. Like she, you know, she, God, I mean, I just could go on a day about my mama, but I really feel like my mother is every, is really the big reason why I am the way I am. Now my daddy loves me too, but of course my mama was really just, you know, everything. And so I feel like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Now I was up in Monroe, Louisiana, so therefore... I had, you know, the church and stuff. You know, I had mm-hmm. the influences, you know, of the of, of the church there. But honestly, my mama just grew up in the church too much. My mama had folks, and the goddamn she when she was growing up, uh, she was in the church too much. So when she got to be an adult, she don't want to go to the church anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's what that is. So that's why we didn't go to church, and I thank her every day for that because I don't have the. I had to get out of some sexual guilt and the shit was there a little bit, but nowhere near yeah. the shit that you go through in the, like when you were raised in the church. That shit is so hard to break. It's rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. It teaches you that you're not worthy of anything that feels good. It teaches you that you are um, unworthy. You know, it teaches you that being gay is wrong, that anything that brings pleasure is wrong, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it ain't stiff and boring, then it, then it ain't right. You know, so... Because <laughs> um, God can't do nothing. You, you can't say... You can't love, you can't listen to music, all this stupid stuff, you know. So I just, every Mother's Day, I write my mama a letter and thank her so much to uh, thank her so much for not raising me in the church. I feel like it's the most detrimental place to raise child is putting me in the church. It's the worst place. Y'all must have been all in so many other places, honestly, in the church. Interesting, but, interesting. Uh, so I know that you were talking about voyeurism and you know, that's something that you like. And, you know, one of the lead reasons why you're, you know, having this type of birthday party, what, what, what do you remember early on about voyeurism? And I guess what makes that your thing? Well, I remember the first time I saw porn, I was very young. I was very much underage. I don't know how I saw it, but I remember even at that age, I really loved the feeling that it created in my pussy. I like being horny. Like, mm-hmm. I like, I like the feeling of being horny. I like the feeling of, uh, I like sex. Sex has always caught my attention. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I got caught having phone sex many times on 
pants when I was little, way before I was, you know, supposed to be doing it. Um, I like to watch. I don't know. I I don't know where any, do we know where any of our fetishes come from? Mm. But, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I just, rem- just remember seeing it. Um, I don't know, I like it, but I like people being free. I think now as the adult, the reason why I like voyeurism is I really enjoy people being free. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy people not caring. I love it when people are not ashamed about their sexuality, and that's one of the things I'm going to do in this world, and I'm really becoming even more clear on one of my missions in Mm -hmm. life is to really normalize sex. That's what we're doing here. I'm not going to be... You know, discreet. How the fuck can you be discreet about sex when everybody you know is fucking, and every time you see a kid, somebody fucked to get it, and if sure. it wasn't for you, dick and pussy, you wouldn't be here? How is that discreet? Uh, how can we be dainty about mm-hmm. it? I mean, you help me understand. I mean, sex is literally everywhere. You're walking around because somebody busts a nut. That's why you're around. <laughs> but why are we whispering about something that is so innate, that feels wonderful? Um, did feel good. Yeah. Pussy feels good. We should talk about it and it should be it should be nothing more for me, watching me eat a Dorito, it should be the same as you watch me have sex. It is the same thing. I'm hungry and I'm horny. I can't buy either one. So both are biological more. functions, so boom. Yeah. What are the top three things that you're looking forward to on your birthday and on your birthday party? I'm looking forward to that good dick. I plan on getting me about three of them. I really hope I can get me about three good dicks in rotation. Uh, that'd be great. I'm looking forward to that dick. I'm looking forward to that mouth. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting my ass ate. Uh, I'm also looking forward to, uh, you know, just seeing people. Because, you know, the, the, the visuals that are going to be there, I'm not even talking about the people, just how we're going to design the space. Mm-hmm. It's really going to be something that nobody's really expecting. Nobody's expecting a lot of the things I have in store. Um, and so... I feel like um, I'm, I'm, I really, I really look forward to seeing people in the element. I look forward to seeing adults act like children while doing adult things. I really look forward to dancing to the Jungle the Song from the Jungle Book. I want to be like the Monkey Song. I definitely look forward to playing the Monkey Song and dancing to that. And I'm gonna play a Kuna Matata by The Lion King too. Okay. I'm, look, I'm telling you, it's gonna be. I'm telling you, my fans could be a slumber party. You, you watch The Lion King. At a slumber party. You watched <laughs> you, you did. You did. You saw it. Thank you. Simba. You know about Simba. We're going to bring Simba out here. We're going to be talking to him. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to the reaction. I'm looking forward to seeing people have sex. I'm looking forward to seeing all kinds of different balls. I'm looking forward to hearing moans of orgasms. I'm looking forward to the voyage because guess what? They don't have to have sex to come to this party. You can literally come and be in a corner chilling with shades on. I don't care what you do. As long as you, all you have to do is this event is paid. As long as you got to do is pay. So, yeah. So, it's funny because when I saw your event, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, wait a second. What happens to the dude? Like, you know the dude at the club that, you know, is not that attractive. You know, he keeps trying to push up on you. And you're like, I'm good. And he's trying to be like, I'm good. Keep trying to push up. I'm good. So what, is there a place for those dudes? Or do you think that type of personality is not even going to be in the building? Well, you know, I feel like there's definitely going to be some people in there that ain't nobody going to want. I can't even <laughs> know. We don't see regular fucking club. It's ugly. It's ugly girls and ugly. It's going to be somebody in there that ain't looking good. There's people going to be ducking and dodging all night. Hey, <laughs> what can I do about that? You know what I'm saying? No, like, I mean, you're right. you know, I mean know what to do about that you know but security is going to be in place so if anybody's too much of a forcer uh if anybody's too doing too much you know they will be removed you know security is going to be tight when i tell you tight it's yeah. going to be tight you can't even get into the gate to get into the driveway you can't even really get a view of the house mm-hmm. without going through security when I say security, is going to be airport-style security, meaning we're going through everything in your bag. You're not going to sneak in a camera. You're not going to sneak in any drugs. You're mm. not going to sneak in a weapon. Mm. We are not playing. Like, it, it is going to be airport-style. They go through everything. Definitely. The only thing we won't have is the little machines that you bring your things through. But we don't have everything. Metal detectors. We are not playing. We're not joking. You're not going to get in here, record anything, no phones. You you must keep your phones in the car. Mm. You're not going to have to talk it and try to check the time. No, we're going to have time. Some of you, if you need another time, ask one of the staff members. And we can go and look at something. But, you know, you're not going to have any of that. So it's going to be very discreet. And everybody's going to have identification on them. Yeah. Just in case. Right. I don't think anybody's going to be able to hop that big, tall-ass gate. But let's just say somebody swim across the lake, build an underground tunnel, some kind of way come through the toilet and get in the park. Let's just say it happens. Well, 
you're going to be asked out because you, after you pass security, you're going to have an, uh, an identification uh, thing on you. Okay. And if you see anybody in there without the proper identification that's going to be on you, it'll either be something on your wrist, something, something. It'll be somewhere that only you can get. If you went to only security is going to have this. So if you don't have it, you're going to be escorted out immediately. Yeah. So I don't care about you and left your bag in there. Well, your bag, you know, just your, your bag is in there. Because I don't care what you're doing. We are not playing. It is going to, I'm not joking. Yeah. No, I hear you. We're not playing. No, I hear you. If somebody looking like they're too drunk, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to address them. If, if, if something's getting too aggressive, yeah. we, we're not going to, but I don't think that kind of energy is going to be here. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, like I was telling my friend, I, I was like, you you have to know the kind of person you are in order to go to a party like this. I mean, one, you know, sounds like folks are gonna be naked. You got you gotta be comfortable with that. You know, two, I was I was thinking about the logistics though. So like, you know, you got you got the ass eating, you got the you got you got the three dicks. Do we have the place for the washcloth though? Like what's the washcloth situation looking like at the house? Well, there are their bathrooms, of course, people go in and use their wheel, and then we're going to have uh, various um, wipes all around. It's oh, going to be, okay. you know, wipes, condom, rubbers. It's going to be things to wipe yourself off with, all placed all around the house. <laughs> so we, we've definitely thought about that. It's going to be an uh, in-staff cleaning person that's job is to make sure that everything is clean. It's no not going to Like, you know, as soon as somebody gets up from having a threesome on, on over there, we're gonna everything. Most of the things is gonna be that gonna be wipeable, yeah. which means that we're gonna uh, we're gonna wipe them down. I mean, it's not gonna. And the back, and I have a I have a staff. It's gonna be. Oh, it's gonna look like Disneyland. You're not gonna notice they they clean up like that. Ain't gonna have no nigga with no bandana on coming mm-hmm. in looking terrible. No, everybody is gonna be fit in, and everybody's gonna make sure things are clean. Absolutely, um, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So. What do you say to the folks that are like, man, Sydney, listen, like, why couldn't you just have, you know, you do like every other 27 year old, we're going to have dinner first, you know, and then we just go, you know, we're going to pay our cover charge and we're going to go celebrate, go celebrate at the club. Like, what's, why do you have to have all the sex and the paying people to come and have sex and stuff? Like, what do you say to those people? I say, I ain't no regular bitch. That's regular, that's regular bitch. <laughs> You know, that, that's cute for you, you know what I'm saying? But, I, but I'm, I'm not, and I like money, and this is definitely for profit. And I don't want folks to think, this is, no, this is for profit. Uh, and this is also for for me. This is something that I want to do, and I deserve a big deal of a party. I see. I, I am God. I work hard every day. I mean, 2016 kicked my ass. Yeah. This is my congratulations to me for getting through 2016 because it kicked my motherfucking ass. 2016 was a bitch for me. So... I deserve that. I, you know, I, I deserve all of this. I deserve the celebration. I deserve the, the publicity. I deserve the money. I deserve the opportunities. I deserve everything that's coming. Um, I deserve the good dick that I'm getting. Yeah. I deserve all of it. <laughs> so how do you top this for, for your 28th birthday, though? I mean, did you think did you think about the 28th and the 29th and the 30th birthday, or you still you still taking it one year at a time? One year at a time, but I mean, I'm an extremist. Everything I do is going to get more and more extreme. And I mean, I, I can't disclose it, but I mean, I have some pretty big movers and shakers in the entertainment industry that have wanted to partner with me. So uh, people that everybody knows that I would never, ever disclose. But Absolutely. the household names have reached out to me that want to partner with this. And we're, we're definitely going to take this. Uh, we're going to be taking this around around the world. Okay. Uh, you know, so... Just stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm stay staying tuned. tuned. I'm I'm already, you know, I'm already Instagram fan. I like what you're doing there. <laughs> um, so I'll definitely I'll definitely stay tuned. So as I was looking as you know, as I was reading up on you and like reading up on your awesome projects, I wanted to go back to the Phone Sex Operator Academy. So what got you into that? Well, me and my best friend Stephanie started the process. Uh, me, we started the journey of being a phone sex operator about five years ago. We were terrible at it. We went from company to company. There's no real help out there for phone sex operators, they, and it's because it's a very high turnover rate. So companies don't train you. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning, you, you think you, you're gung ho. I mean, we've seen it in our company now. You're gung ho to get in. Somebody got a fetish about. Um, you fucking your daughter, something like that. You scared away, and you never do phone sex again. So companies, I think, probably did maybe start off wanting to train girls, but then you realize 
these bitches ain't saying put so we're just going to see what you do if you say you say you don't you don't we'll give you a little tips here and there but we're not going to really train you because it's not worth the time and mm-hmm. you the money mm-hmm. so we didn't have no help we got there just losing terrible getting fired you know what i thought got fired hell i got fired well did too. yeah we both got fired uh, just not doing anything good and then uh, you know a couple of years ago when we really started to make money people just started to realize Y'all always traveling. Y'all always got money. Y'all always nails always done. But I don't ever see y'all at work. What the hell are y'all doing? Right. Oh, we're both Teach me. Okay, well, cool. I teach you. You know, most people start companies by giving away something that's really a golden idea. Right. So we started just helping our friends for free. Whatever, whatever, cool. I'll help you, whatever. Then we realized it was a business, and then we started it. And then, you know, a year and a half later, here we are. Um, we trained, um, I don't know what the last numbers are, but well over a thousand girls, we, women that we trained in this uh, company in the, in the in the year. And I think that's really good for a new company. Um, right, yeah. You know, and it wasn't really a market for this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't really a market. So I have to really think, honestly, the, 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 the people give me a lot of credit for Total Lip Service, but in all honesty, uh, Stephanie Cascart deserves most of the credit uh, for that. That is my business partner and my best friend of 13 years. Uh, you know, we, we've worked at this of course, together, it's been a team effort, but at the same time, it's, you know, it, she, she deserves the, the applause for that. I mean, uh, so, you know, I definitely appreciate, I uh, appreciate her for everything that uh, she's done for the company, and, you know, but that's what that is. So we, uh, that's what we do. And, that uh, is, you know, we're about to. I mean, I started watching some of your videos, and I was like, shit, like, this is, she, whoo, wow, this is real. This is some real phone sex. But, like, what made you be like, you know what, this nine to five ain't really working. The phone sex thing is what I'm about to do here. Like, what, like, what, what led you down, to, uh, down to the to the phone sex? Cause girl, I can't keep no job. <laughs> I'm a terrible employee. I can't keep no job. It's that simple. I cannot keep a job. See, some people have the option of a job. You, I'm sure you could go somewhere and then fit in and and then be there for years because you actually have the skill set. of Hoping a job now. Right. I do not. I don't. I don't have the skill. I don't have the gene. I don't have the juice. I don't have nothing to take to keep make an employer keep me on the payroll. I don't. Wow. I don't care what I do. I'm always somewhere getting fired. So <laughs> the last time I said, well, you know, I should probably not do this again. I'm, and, and and you know, and I and I have a problem with authority. That's why I have to control. I have to run shit. Right. I, I do my best. I, I can't. I have a problem with authority and that's the best way to put it i was accused of that yeah um during my last job you know so do you have a problem with authority i do have a problem with your ass telling me when to eat when to come home when to wake up bitch i don't want to wake up real. i want to sleep in when i want to sleep in i'm not hungry at 12 i'm not i don't want to eat then mm. i don't want to come and look at you i don't like you i don't want to come talk to you i don't like nothing you're saying i think you're ugly i don't want to look at you every day you know all of these things right. you know so Mm-hmm. The stuff 
God energy. I am God, literally. My thoughts become things, literally. Mm-hmm. I think about things and they manifest. I obsess over it. I obsess with becoming better. I'm always looking for ways to improve as a person. I take full responsibility for my emotions, my feelings. Mm-hmm. I took responsibility for my life. It's never nobody else's fault. If I'm ever feeling insecure or if my feelings are hurt, if I'm mad, if I'm having a bad day, I have to take full responsibility for my thoughts, my feelings, and all that. And once you do that, you have the power. Woo! You just, okay. I, I, see, I see you with the good word here on the podcast today. I see you. so i know i know we're running out of time but i got a couple listener questions for you okay all right so we have a question here from charm city diva she said i want to know why they had those shoes on in the pictures I mean, 
I don't know. I've never really, I've never met anybody at Swingers Club and decided, okay, we're going to be together forever. I haven't met any of my men there, but I do think it's possible. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, that answers all of SE's questions. All right. We have uh, another question from KC. And she asks, is this a budding or ongoing entrepreneurial endeavor for you? And what made you decide to get paid doing this instead of just for yourself? Hey, we got the business folks in the house. They're asking the business questions. No, no, that was funny. No, it was just funny. Like, I mean, just, just me, that was laughing at her and it wasn't like that. But I'm laughing. It's funny because who the hell would do something like this for free? Do you, do you know? Maybe I haven't planned an event before. I'm going to get paid handsomely for this. Sydney's going to get paid. No, no, me. I pay me first. I budgeted out what I wanted to get paid and then everybody else. No, me. I'm going to get paid. Oh. Uh, budding or ongoing entrepreneur entrepreneurial i'm sorry i keep messing up on that word endeavor for you yes and yeah that was yes. basically the first I, part of the I, question I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna keep it going I'm, I'm definitely gonna gonna keep it going uh after this i have a very special dream of mine that i'm gonna use that i'm gonna manifest i mean that i'm gonna bring to fruition and then probably after this next project then i'll be open to doing more events but everybody now wants me to promote it everybody from celebrity people are reaching out to me about partnering to do more events so who knows but i do definitely plan on doing something a personal event of mine yeah uh you know uh in uh, another one that's probably gonna be this summer at some point but don't quote me on that we'll see how it goes all right cool another question i this another person has is how do you combat the explicit hostility and judgment towards this lifestyle and its participants from the black community and this person uh, says the reason why they're asking is because they say, I saw a lot of blatant homophobia and HIV AIDS shaming online, as well as in connection with the orgy party. So y'all are doing a lot of fucking wrong, dog. You clearly don't like condoms. You're clearly not thinking about condoms until it's time to go to an orgy. You're not thinking about any of this until it's time for an orgy. So I'm going to call you out on your hypocrisy. It's time for black people to shut the fuck up and get real. Uh, you're fucking and you like it. You, 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 I mean, and especially black women, you're so concerned with being, um, like, I don't know, like, it's just like you're being really judged, not judgmental, you're being so concerned, so concerned, with what other people think that you're not living, you're not even doing the things that you want to do, you're not doing any of that, and I say that, this comes across harsh, but I'm saying it with love, do you know how many harsh conversations my friends had to have with me to get me to this point? Mm-hmm. It comes with love. I mean, it's not a judgment call. It's just what I'm seeing. Um, and because I'm looking on here, somebody said, how can I let other listeners still put people down at the same time? Well, you know what I mean? You do I put folks down. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I'm human. I do put folks down sometimes. I do judge people sometimes. And I'm not mad at people for judging people. I'm not mad at nobody for their opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm hypocritical at times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it how I see it. And what I see is a lot of blame. There's a lot of ignorance going on, period. And, you know, I, I feel sorry for them. I mean, I wish they had it together. But I really don't even see anything negative coming from... I don't see anything negative about this. Mm-hmm. What people don't understand is every time you share it, you are adding money to my pocket. Please continue to share in and in slut shame. You, are, you cannot shame a slut that don't feel shame about being slut. You can't. You try. Word. Yeah, no, I feel you. You can't make me feel bad about that. You can never make me feel bad about liking. You can't make me feel bad about liking dick and about getting money. And you can't make me feel bad about nothing. You can't make me feel bad about the way I look. I think I'm fucking beautiful. There's nothing you can do to change that. Right. You can't. Because I've done the inner work. And that's what a lot of people are missing. Oh, you know, so, boy. You know, and, and, and somebody said something on here. Oh, but you know what? Let's take black people out of it. I heard from, I learned from a millionaire. A millionaire, mm-hmm. he's probably a billionaire at this point, observe the masses and do the opposite. That's the only way that you're going to be anything other than what the masses are. 
want to be anything like the 95%. They have nothing that I want. Most of these people are spewing ignorance. Why would I value your opinion on anything? You don't know anything about anything. So why would I listen to you? You're not smart. You're not You're not happy. If you ain't happy, then you can't tell me shit. Most people posting this are unhappy people. So your opinion is disqualified immediately. You can't tell me shit. And I know you're not getting any good dick. And I know your bank account is less than mine. I don't care about what you're, what you're saying. And even if, even if you are a millionaire, if you are unhappy millionaire, I disqualify you too. You've got to be happy and have the things that I want for me to talk to. So these things, such these randoms that I don't know, you are not hurting my feelings. These fucking memes are funny. I sent them to my best friend, we laughed. They're funny. I really want y'all to continue with the memes. They make my day. They're funny as shit. So I, I really, they're funny. Like the one with 50 Cent is funny. I'd be laughing. Right. I'd be laughing. So, right. and, and, you know, I don't know. So that's just how I feel about it. You know, um, I, I get that question about the backlash. <laughs> I think all this frontlash is something good, bitch. This backlash is making me rich. Please keep it coming. I beg y'all to tweet about this shit. <laughs> but for the people that love me, there are so much supporters. I only see, the, really see the people that support and love me. The inboxes of how I'm in inspiration, how, uh, you know, how I deserve. I mean, there's so much positivity. You know, even yeah. outside of the money, it's so much positivity that people are bringing my way. Yeah. It's very, very, very hard for me to be feeling bad about this. You're literally manifesting my dreams to me. Every sh- I appreciate every share, every meet, every comment, everybody saying they wouldn't come. I appreciate all of that. You know, because I'm not, I'm not for everybody. Yeah. No, I'm that's true. That's true. I was just, I was, I was fascinated. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? What's happening here? There's two penises in the picture. What? There's two peens, not one. Two eggplants. What's going on here? I gotta read about this. So <laughs> that's why I reached out because I was like, "Wait a second! Wait a second! Is that her? Is that really her?" So I had to do some research, and so again, I'm well, fascinated. You, 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 Two dicks is better than one. Honestly, any amount of dicks is better than one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, especially if I'm going to be dealing with him, because if I'm dealing with a man, if a dick is in my face, anywhere near me, he is, we have a spiritual and emotional connection. He's kind. He's sweet. He's affectionate. Uh, he's paying bills, paying for things. Um, he is doing, he's uplifting my life. So those are the only kind of dicks that I really like around so give me as many of those dicks as I can fucking handle. There's no such thing as too many men that want to love you. There's also no such thing as too many dicks that want to fuck the shit out of you and give you that orgasm. It's no such thing as too many orgasms. So I'm saying I got too many dollars in the bank. I will never have that problem. I will always, I will never say it's just too much money coming in. Stop it. And I'll never say it's too many men that want to love me. It's too many men that want to date me. Yeah. It's too many men that want to give me that good dick. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so, and, and then another thing is sex is very spiritual anyway. Orgasm is got energy. You know, orgasm, you can manifest a lot of things when you are orgasming. That's why I got kundalini cock. Kundalini is a very spiritual term. So, you know, that spiritual dick, that spiritual experience, you know, spirituality and sexuality is one and the same. It's the same energy. It's the same shit. Why yeah. do you think orgasm feels so wonderful? Why do you think you look like you're having a fucking Holy Ghost when you're buzzing a nut? Because it's the same shit. It's the same shit. So I support it. I'm with it. So I got two more questions for you. We got a question from Paris. Paris asks, how long have you been swinging? I'm not a swinger. That's another rumor. That's what I, I said. Have, I, 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 like, I like swingers activity. <laughs> Swinger uh, activity. Which means I love, I love how swingers share their couples, share their wives and shit like that with other people. I love smashing the homie. I love dating my man's friend. I would date my friend's brother. I have a fantasy. I want, to, I want brothers. I want twin brothers. And I want to marry them both. So, I love swingers' freedom. I love the non-monogamy of it. I love how swingers are comfortable enough to share that. I love how they're free. I love how they're free and comfortable with their nudity. The swingers' community represents just raw sexual energy. I respect the swingers' community. I don't follow the rules. You know, I, I would, you know, I don't 
don't really care. I don't really follow the protocol, whatever that is. I follow my own protocol, but <laughs> my girls are both in that way. Uh, but I am polyamorous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't just have sex just for sex sake. Like, sex in itself does really nothing for me. I've got to have that emotional connection, that spiritual connection. I have to feel something from you in my spirit mm-hmm. to want to have sex with you. My, that's the only, my pussy don't respond no other way. My pussy will clamp down on you, be dry as a bone, shrivel up on you, and disappear, bitch. That should have been it. I came flying find it with it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I only have sex with men who, who, who inspire me to go there with them without even touching me. That's the kind of men that I allow inside of my body. So, um... I'm sure swingers have their own protocol. I'm not trying to say swingers yeah. nothing wrong But I'm, I don't identify as a swinger. I mean, I've been a swingers club. I usually never do anything. I always just watch. I never really do anything unless I have a man with me. Mm-hmm. And at this party, I'm going to be fucking a few dudes, but the dudes I've always, that I've either already fucked or have wanted to fuck that we've been talking for a while. Well, may look like I'm fucking a bunch of random dudes, but none of them are random. I know them already. And uh, but now if somebody want to eat my ass, I'll definitely let them eat my ass. Now, now I ain't gotta be serious with you to eat my ass. Now, the ass you can get to lick that. And I'll be cool with that. So as long as we, as long as we eat an ass or pussy, like we don't do, we have to have the spiritual connection for the pussy, or or eating is fine, but it, but entering is different. I feel like for me, you know. I mean, I'll say that, but you know, girl, I, 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 be, I be talking shit sometimes. I'm gonna be, I'm still gonna be picky, even to come to eat my ass. I'll be picky. <laughs> but, but I mean, but, but you know, there's a part of me that actually likes the old, dusty, ugly nigga eating my ass. Some kind of, some kind of perversion about that that I like. So I might allow that. You know, who knows? But as far as eating my pussy, I mean, my pussy is kind of reserved. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm so picky with my pussy. It's really amazing how selective I am with my actual pussy. Um, I got to like you, man. We got to be cuddling afterwards. I got to, I got to, we got to be damn it together. Like, I don't know, like, not, I mean, like, or at least have that we're together energy. I'm looking for a feeling. Right. If I feel that with you, then, you know, I'll fuck you. But it can't just be because you're fine and you got money. It's definitely got to be something else I'm looking for, that connect, that feeling of that connection. For sure. For sure. All right, I know I kept you. I kept you way longer than I anticipated, and I appreciate you hanging in there with me. I got one last question. Sure. So at Badge Esteem, and I, I like how you said sometimes a pussy needs some esteem because that's exactly where I was going with it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's really about the concept of it is really encouraging women to love their vulvas and their vaginas, accept themselves in their entirety. Um, put themselves first, put themselves first in relationships, actually love who they are. So how do you build your vag esteem? Girl, I do all, I do all kinds of things. I mean, on a message, on a message, like I told you throughout this interview, I really journal. I'm always journaling. I'm always writing mm-hmm. uh, how I feel. I'm always listening to audio. I must listen to Abraham Hicks, uh, Reverend Ike, uh, uh, Dwayne Dyer, um, uh, Kevin Trudeau, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Hay, um, all of these books, uh, Mike Dooley. I'm always reading those type, type of things. Uh, I use Yoni eggs. I use Yoni eggs. Uh, from, on a physical level, I use Yoni eggs. Mm-hmm. As Rick's keys to make my pussy taste really good when people eat it. Um, you said what? Wait, say that. Wait, say that one more time. I use Yoni eggs and I drink certain teas. Oh, okay. From Tracy Bryant has a sweet yoni tea that I drink to keep my pussy, you know, feeling and tasting good. And that helps with your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, man, taste good. Because I'm always tasting my pussy. Like, I'm always tasting, you know, my pussy randomly throughout the day. I just, like, lick it. You know what I'm saying? Like, get my finger and lick it. Because I just like it. Um, and I don't know. I, I hope that answers the question. Um, I meditate. I mean, I meditate. I chant Nam Yo Hurting Yo. I've been Buddhist for, uh, I spent a lot of my time being Buddhist. Um, I practice, um, of the Buddhism that really helps with okay. Um, but I, but I, um, what you say? No, I said okay. I'm feeling I'm feeling these answers. These are really good. Yeah. So you know, and, and every day I really put. I, I'm very. I'm a very self-absorbed person. I'm very self-centered. Um, I, I am the center of the universe. I'm the center of my universe. So mm-hmm. if I'm not functioning right, 
then I'm then if I'm not functioning right, nothing else in my life will. So I mm-hmm. take care of me first. I don't care what's going on. I'm going to take my time out every day to do something for myself. I write love letters to myself. Mm-hmm. I buy myself flowers. I don't care how many men I got in my life. My relationship with me is something that's very sacred, mm-hmm. and I always put it first. I buy myself gifts all the time. I I slow dance with myself. I write myself. If I'm if I've been being mean to myself, I I, I definitely. Uh, write myself apology letters and forgiveness letters and gratitude letters and love letters and I I do so many crazy things and these things uh, help with my bad thing I feel like and then I really do love my pussy I think my pussy is um <laughs> absolutely beautiful I'm gonna actually get it molded and sell it as a pocket pussy it is that beautiful I think I have one of the most beautiful pussies I've ever seen in my life it's so cute and little and it's beautiful and I think it should be for sale I'll, I'll now, I'll... <laughs> a plastic. I do see. I do like a woman with with some strong, strong vagistine. So thank you so much for those tips. I love it. Oh yeah, girl, no problem. Um, I, I definitely appreciate it. Well, Sydney, thank you so, so, so much for going above and beyond the time. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you so much for being such an open book and sharing yourself, your stories, and definitely. The your party with us, and I'm sure I have I have some people hit me up asking if she needs some special special correspondence, and I was like, you know what, she she's just looking for a private party here, y'all. Maybe next time, maybe when the party gets bigger for the thirtieth birthday, maybe you can hit it up. But I really appreciate you spending this time with us. Thank you so much. No, no problem. I appreciate what you're doing. I know your your, your podcast is going to hit number one and knock everybody else's out of the water. You definitely have to just keep saying that I have the number. Use affirmations. I have the number one podcast in the world. Yes. Say that over again. I got Say the number one you- podcast in the world, and everyone's going to download it, and everyone is going to subscribe and rate it. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you deserve it. I mean, you, you deserve all the success and the love. And so, I mean, I, I definitely love and appreciate what you're doing, and I, and I think everybody else does. I think you, you, you're amazing, and you know, um, and, and I'm happy for your success. I'm happy that you're the number one podcast in the world. Oh, that means so much. Thanks so much, Sydney. I definitely look forward to seeing what you do next. I know it's going to be big, huge, and amazing. Thank you. No problem, sweetie. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye.